Hello and welcome to the Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Chase. This is a place where women share their unique pregnancy journeys, birth stories and postpartum experiences. We hope to help educate future mothers and allow them to have a safe and positive experience. So since birthing my daughter and becoming a mum, I believe sharing our experiences helps us process them, as well as educates parents-to-be on what may lie ahead. So due to the topics that we're discussing, please do be mindful around little ears. Now on to the show. Hi everyone, I hope you're well. I just wanted to apologise on here for not managing to release an episode last week, but I'm hoping this one will make up for it. This week I got to speak to the lovely Erin about her experiences with her two children. We talk about her surprise pregnancy and positive birth experience with her son, as well as her five-year unexplained fertility issues. And then we go through how she eventually did fall pregnant with her gorgeous daughter, and we chat all about her accidental free birthing experience. So just to heads up, we both actually had our babies with us for this episode. Um, however, it's mainly my daughter that you can hear chatting to herself throughout. Although I've done my best to edit it. Um, but yeah, you'll just have to excuse her rambling on. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Hi there, Erin. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you so, so much for your time today. I know it can be difficult with the little one, um, but if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a bit about you and your family and where you live, that would be amazing. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm Erin, I'm 30 and I live in North Wales uh, with my husband and now two children. I've got a little boy, Frankie, who is seven and a four-month-old, which just turned 16 weeks, uh, a little girl named Josie. So sweet. Whereabouts in North Wales are you? A little seaside town called Rill. My um, my dad is from North Wales. He grew up in um, Dufferin. Did we? If you know that, or no, near Bala or Harlech? Yeah, Bala. Yeah, about an hour, an hour twenty from us. Not, no, it's not too far, such a beautiful part of the world. I love it there. It's so nice. It is gorgeous, to be fair. So nice. So, were you um, trying to get pregnant when you did with your son? um no <laughs> we I'd been on the um depot injection for a few years and was advised mm-hmm. to have a bit of a break for it um something to do it can make you calcium deficient and make you have brittle bones and stuff so usually I think the advice was or is after three or five years of being on it you should have a little bit of a break mm-hmm. um and then the advice was Nine times out of ten, it takes you a good year or so to get pregnant in the meantime. Um, I didn't want to go back onto that form of contraception. So I was doing a bit of research to what would have suited me. And in that time, I actually fell pregnant. Um, I think I had my last depot in the March or the May of 2015. And then I was actually pregnant by the November. So quite a short amount of time, um, mm-hmm. considering I was sort of banking on that hormone still being in my system really yeah and how did you yeah, feel like how did you shot. even know you were pregnant did you were you tracking your periods at this point or anything no they've never been sort of textbook I know some ladies have them sort of they know the day the time whatever that when they're due on mine's have never really been like that even from day dot 
Um, so it was a bit, yeah, I didn't have sort of typical pregnancy symptoms, I'd have said, but something was different, something was off. And it was actually one of my friends that said, I think you should take a test. And, you know, you're in that sort of denial, aren't you? Oh, no, it won't be. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one day she just turned up out of the blue um, at my house with a test and just insisted I did it. So I did. And it was funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh, how did you feel? Yeah. Were you excited or were you a bit like, whoa, I was not planning this? It was a bit of both, really, a bit of disbelief. Um, it was one of those where you sort of have a nervous laugh. Mm. Um, my before my partner, my, uh, Frankie's dad, Frankie and Josie's dad, um, he was actually, he'd just got a new job as an apprentice um, and he was on his training so he was only home for weekends. So I think I found out on maybe the Thursday and he wasn't due home till the Friday evening or the Saturday. Um, so obviously he wasn't there. He was none the wise that had taken this test. And because he was doing this training, trying to get him throughout the day, oh my it gosh. was quite hard because yeah. it was our, our, our path sort of cross timing wise. Um, so yeah, I actually had work that afternoon um, and whilst I was driving to work, I was trying to call him just to tell him there was no sort of plan as to what I was going to do or say. But I felt like he needed to know sooner rather than later. Um, so, yeah, I just kept ringing him. So we, I think he must have had about 10 missed calls. Um, <laughs> and he finally rang me back and I just blurted it out. And um, he was actually in the middle of a session of training when he took the call because he'd seen all these Miss calls he obviously knew that there's a bit of like a sense of urgency, urgency yeah. so he rang me back and I just went I'm pregnant and he just went <laughs> he, went, he went quiet he went I'm gonna have to call you back and put the oh phone down oh my gosh no I know. So, yeah so my head I was driving to work I used to commute to work at the time I think it took me around 40 minutes so that time Oh my God, bless you, I bet you were freaking out. Yeah, I was. So I was just waiting with my phone, just make, like wanting him to ring back. And I didn't know what that meant. Obviously, I didn't plan yeah, for it Yeah, is to he like, like very scared and doesn't want this or? He wasn't giving anything away because I just blurted this life-changing news out to him. And then he realised he couldn't actually sort of react to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know now, later on, he felt bad that it happened like that, but it, it was just the way it worked. Like, obviously, we can laugh about it now, but at the time, it was a bit, oh no, what, what does oh that my mean? God. <laughs> <laughs> Is he happy? Is he sad? Is he? I don't know. Bless you. It, yeah, it was, so, what did yeah, he say when he really called really you back? He was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> honest. So, I sent him a picture of the test, and he was like, oh my God how and I was like well he was like I don't mean how but uh, (laughs) I can explain you through it so yeah it was just a bit um a bit a bit crazy but I knew he was coming home the following day um I met him from work straight away we sat in the car we had a little cry together um and then it was just a matter of we're doing this (laughs) yeah like it wasn't on the cards for at that point in our life, but it wasn't. It 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 was something we would have wanted at some point anyway. So yeah, 
time and sometimes you just got to trust the time and haven't you with, with certain things and yeah it was I, so I, I don't say he, he wasn't planned but he was he was a he was a happy um happy surprise surprise yeah definitely yeah yeah nice yeah and it, yeah it was it was nice but like being a second time then now I I realised how young, I wasn't even young when I had him, I was 20. How old were you? 22. I turned 23, 11 days after he was born. So I wasn't, I wasn't a, a young. No, you weren't so 16. No, no. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of experience with kids, with like family children and things. So. Mm-hmm. I suppose yeah, the only but... difference would be a lot of people maybe at 22 don't sort of have their mortgage and secure job down and stuff everyone's obviously different you may have had those things yeah. but I guess at 30 mm-hmm. or maybe over sort of over sort of 25 think those things are more likely but um you make yeah, it work definitely. don't you yeah we were saving for a house anyway so we'd sort of got the ball rolling with what we wanted to do next with our lives and uh, both of us had secure decent jobs um so it, again yeah the timing was it wasn't wrong. It didn't feel like the wrong time. So yeah, either way, even if it was sort of, there could have been a better time. We made it work anyway, the best that we could. So we had like support from our families. So yeah. What was your pregnancy? Um, how did you feel? Um, I felt good. I felt. Um, I don't. I don't know. With it being my first pregnancy, I obviously had nothing to sort of compare it to. Mm. But I felt I felt good. I was um we were in the process of saving, like I said. So I was working overtime. I felt like I was able to. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I felt I felt my body felt strong and like yeah, I didn't have any nasty symptoms or side effects or anything like that. Um it was really uh, so good yeah really lucky to be fair um I didn't have any like sickness or nausea or or anything really Um, so good yeah pregnancy was I really enjoyed my pregnancy with Frankie it was really nice um yeah I just just got on just got on with things really yeah I think I had a bit of um like you know SPD uh, like pelvic girdle girdle, yeah towards the end but I was in quite an active job so I was on my feet a lot of the time um and obviously as you get bigger you get a bit heavier and things and mm-hmm. so that played havoc on my hips towards the end um but I suffered with lower back pain anyway so it all could have just been sort of like part and parcel uh, but it was okay it was manageable so, so good. yeah yeah it was just had the odd moan with it obviously because being in pain isn't very nice but as a, as, as a whole it was it was nice really positive. It was an yeah it was an enjoyable pregnancy thankfully and did you know much yeah. about birth and about babies or did you do any sort of um birth education courses or anything no i didn't um at the time um we have something i don't know i don't know if it's sort of a nationwide thing fly and mm. start so in our area, we were I was under the catchment area for that at the time, and they offered sort of um, antenatal classes. Oh, brilliant. Um, so I went to a couple of them. They were really helpful. Um, 
But um, yeah, it was. I, I learned things. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I don't think it was. They didn't really cover every aspect of certain things, and um, so I did a bit of research, sort of myself, and I was very open-minded with the whole thing. I knew ultimately I was the one that had quite little control over how he was going to make his way into the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I didn't want to get too like hung up on, you know, like a birth plan or yeah. anything like that. I had my birth preferences. I knew what I would have liked in an ideal world. Um, but I know like my personality, I, I can become quite like obsessed over stuff like that. And I didn't want to get so fixated on something and then for it not to happen and then me be disappointed. But yeah, totally. But I set myself up for that dis- like that disappointment myself so I wrote down my birth preferences spoke them through with my midwife and and yeah it was just okay if that's if 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 we if everything goes smoothly and we can facilitate what you're asking then okay as long as you remain sort of low risk so I wouldn't say there was a plan in place such but it it, there was sort of a backup plan yeah you knew kind of how you wanted it to go if if yeah. in an ideal world yeah yeah that's it and and I just I didn't go and watch like one born every minute and stuff because they obviously show some worst case scenarios and I didn't want to sort of I, I was educated on them but I didn't want to sort of like we fixate on them negative mm-hmm. stories and stuff like that because I think you can sort of I don't know become so scared of birth when I don't think we should be I mean I know yeah, I think are, that's the last things, thing to do isn't it yeah hi. definitely <laughs> hi Josie hi yeah. you're nice. very cute <laughs> bless her she's Wait, so sweet bring. Oh, bring. <laughs> bless her heart I think yeah, she's yeah, just, yeah just just yeah, just went with the flow. Really, that was that was my plan from the the, the the offset. I knew things were subject to change throughout. How I was feeling, like I don't know. Did you see the same it, midwife it, throughout the um, whole pregnancy, or was it sort of a group of midwives? Uh, it was a group of community midwives. Um, well, it was a mixture actually. I had my midwife who was sort of assigned to me through my GP surgery, um, and I seen her the whole pregnancy but then Mm -hmm. I was able to see you know in her absence I could see part of her team from the local community midwives so um a bit of both really but it was nice I got on with them all really well they were all lovely um the communication was good so nothing was ever like missed or yeah they were just again I didn't really have anything to compare it to but yeah it was fine Amazing. So what was your first symptoms of birth or um, were you induced or anything? Um, I got all the way to the end of the pregnancy. Um, Growth-wise, he was measuring um, fine, um, as he should, sort of following his percentile lines and things. Um, I did go for a a positioning scan around, I think I was just shy, no, 38 weeks I was because at every... Um, midwife appointment where they sort of palpated my tummy mm-hmm. um 
he was breach every oh. appointment. Yeah. So they sent me for a positioning scan at 30, I think, I'm sure I was like 38 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, by that point, they would have liked them to be head down. Yeah, for sure. But I was still feeling moving. And a lot of the movements were quite full movements. Like he was flipping himself, like on the regular. Oh, my goodness. Um, so at my 38 week appointment, um, they uh, suspected he was still breached and sent me straight up to the hospital for a. Um, for a scan just to sort of diagnose what position he was in yeah um and he was um oh, okay then, so that was at 38 weeks and then I, a couple of days later i hadn't seen or spoke to anyone i think i was waiting to see what the options were um if they can offer sort of an ecv and to try and turn yeah exactly or sometimes, turn just or... Mm-hmm. sometimes they just turn themselves so at 38 weeks and five days he actually turned himself head down oh my god that's amazing it's such late gestation yeah and i felt every last bit of it and it was oh, really probably honestly a, a, a weird sensation but i'd say that was more difficult than my actual labor and delivery with him oh my god i bet because they're so big yeah. by that stage like there's hardly any wiggle room is there honestly really but uh, it was just i was sat um cross-legged on the i think i was doing my hospital bag or something and i felt the full movement and it felt like my legs had been locked into place and there was pain in my hips where i could sort of feel him engaging and but i knew at that point once he was in that position he was he was head down he was yeah he can't move again (laughs) yeah um, and it was over within like within like two minutes or something, but it, it took my breath away. Oh my gosh, that is wild! <laughs> yeah, it really took my breath away. Um, so handy that he did like, that on his own, though. I know. I'm really lucky to be honest. But I, I went, Lewis, and he went, "What? Is baby coming?" And I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> Something's happening. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right." Bless you. So yeah, but then the pain just sort of went, and I was like, "Oh." what was what was that and then yeah that the next time i saw a midwife which was sort of the tail end of that week they were like no i'm 99 percent sure this baby's head down oh my gosh so good so what was your first sign of um labor (laughs) uh so i made it to 40 plus five with frankie so he's five days over his due date and i was actually um admitted into hospital the day before my due date or the day after my due date um or was it on my due date one of those days um i had my third case of reduced movements and with oh, me being sort of full term they decided to keep an eye on it mm-hmm. um so i went into hospital i was admitted i was monitored every three hours for one hour at a time i had to sort of um click every time i felt a movement yeah um i wasn't I wasn't induced straight away because they wanted to see what his pattern was on the monitor. But um, they did pick up that the, the movements were a lot more sporadic than what they would have liked. Okay. Um, so I had um, a pessary uh, that ended up coming out after about an hour. So they tried another one that ended up coming out without an hour, within about an hour. Oh, um, no. And they just sort of said, 
it sounds like your body doesn't really like the hormone that we're yeah. using and because you've had two six-hour pessaries in within a certain time frame we're not actually allowed to move on to the next step for another 12 hours so within see. that 12 hours he said if you have if we have room for you on delivery we'll take you over we'll pop your waters and we'll go from there so it was just a waiting game um had off contractions nothing to write home about a bit of back pain um tried out a tens machine and some paracetamol and stuff and just got on with things um mm -hmm. but that 12 hours in between sort of waiting for a, it's a, a long slot. time isn't it it is and there was like ladies coming in obviously already in labor that sort of mm. jumped in front which was obviously fine and then there was other ladies on the ward which were going into labor through the night which then sort of pushed me back a little bit more so i'm just frustrated i just yeah at that just point, I, think I'd been in three, I was in five days total and i had him on the third day so by that point i was ready just ready to yeah. have him i just wanted to baby there then and um, I could see all these other ladies like going over and then coming back over to the postnatal ward with their babies and I was just like I want my, I want my baby <laughs> bless you yeah. so then did, did you get onto yeah. the um delivery ward eventually and they burst your waters I did so they um had a slot for me I walked myself over there um, it was a bit like whoa it's go time so surreal, it feels like yeah. I've been waiting for ages and then all of a sudden I'm walking over knowing that the next time I come out the fair would You're be with our baby. baby um so yeah um I've actually got myself to four centimeters anyway so then hey, that's brilliant. my waters yeah but it was just that waiting game with the pessaries as well and um, that probably helped a little bit um so yeah I walked myself over and what would happen was um we actually realized that his reduced movements was due to my waters leaking oh yeah because i hadn't had any internal checks i mean i had but you can't really tell much from your waters yeah um so yeah what happened was they went to pop my waters and they realized that a lot of them because you have sort of Four waters and hind waters. Yeah. So one of those had gone. I'm not entirely sure which. And um, but they trickled out over the course of like the last five days. Maybe your so hinds then, if it was just small, not enough for you to realise that it was yeah. your waters. And that's it. And you don't really know what's what's what if you sort. Of Am I weird myself? Wind this, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. Just don't know. And it wasn't obvious. Like it really wasn't. It wasn't that I was soaking through pads or anything like that um so yeah i it what happened was his head was acting as a plug for the rest of the waters so his movements were sporadic because he wasn't in as much water as he was before mm. but there was still enough water in there for him to be safe yeah so what they did was they moved his head out the way and the rest of my waters drained oh wow and so they didn't technically have to pop anything because no. they were ready to go it's just that his head was in the way um but obviously this wasn't picked up on because well we wouldn't have known there was no sort of the only telltale sign that something could have been an issue is the fact that it was classed as reduced movement mm. but i don't really know if they'd have known how to check another way i'm not i'm not sure mm. um so yeah as soon as his as soon as his head was moved and the rest of the waters drained it was go time there was no 
it was your body was obviously like ready and doing its own thing then kind of yeah just waiting for that water to to go yeah how good obviously needed a little bit of a helping hand with it but as soon as they were drained and contractions came thick and fast um my waters were drained at half past six and he was born at 17 minutes past 11. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy. How how did you manage your contractions? Did you have any pain relief Um, or did you find your TENS machine useful? I really did find the TENS machine useful, especially in the earlier. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, But then when they were getting sort of really close together, because I was laying on my back and I still had um, the monitor, the monitor oh, machines on, um, it just felt like there was a lot of wires everywhere, and yeah. it was just annoying. And in the end, I just I was like, "Get this thing off me!" Off. Yeah, yeah, get this. It's just one more thing for me to try and focus on when the sort of contractions were making me focus on other things. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just, it was just. It got to a point where it felt like too much, so I I, I did rip it off about seven centimetres. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it, it helped from from that to that, so it, it, it definitely did help. And how and did you find from seven to ten? Um, so Sorry, I actually... No, that's okay. Um, I actually... Um, how, do you, how do you think you're like, you, you handling the pain? And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but they are they're getting because they were getting closer together, and you, you get less of a time to rest between. Um, I actually got af- offered diamorphine; it's seven centimeters, mm-hmm. and that was actually at I think that was at about ten p.m. So, if I'd have known I'd have gone from seven to ten in an hour, an hour that could have been really close I, I, to I the would, birth. I wouldn't have had it. Like, I wouldn't have had it because no. by the time it got into my system fully, it was about the time I needed to push. Yeah. And diamorphine, obviously, with it being morphine based, it was a bit. I was a, felt a bit trippy on it. Easy, um, sort of. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't like how it made me feel at all. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but obviously, hindsight, you don't know how. Sometimes it can you take don't know five these hours. Things, do, yeah, exactly. You don't. Um. I don't. I don't regret having it because at the time, obviously, I felt like I needed a little bit more to help me get me through, as well as the gas and air. But thinking back now, if I'd have known he was going to be born as quick as he was, I'd have just stuck with the gas and air. I'd have just mm-hmm. pushed through it and just because I didn't like how it made me feel. And how did you feel then pushing? Did you feel a bit woozy still, or did you find it okay being able to push? Yeah, it was okay. It felt like a bit of an out bo- like an out of body experience. Yeah. My head just felt a bit floaty. Um but all was well, like they said on oh, you're at ten now, we're gonna get ready to push. Um so exciting. We'll find, like whenever you see a con- like whenever you feel a contraction, sort of bear down. You got the stirrups up, so I had my legs in them to help a little bit. Um and I was pushing not for very long, um, and then they noticed his heart rate dipping. So they got a consultant in. Um, he just sort of had a look a little at the at the monitor and said, "Right, I'm going to give you five contractions, Erin. See how let's get this baby out. How, yeah, see how much you're progressing in five. 
if there's not as much progression as we'd like, we might need to intervene. Yeah. He didn't say how, but he didn't need to. I hadn't, in my head, being quite stubborn, I hadn't got that far to get that far yeah. without a helping hand, yeah. if that makes sense. Obviously, I was still open to the idea of if I needed help, the help was there. Yeah. I wasn't going to decline it or anything like that. But he didn't need to give me five It's, like, it's quite a good motivation, I imagine, to be like, right, it really I've was. got five, I yeah. can do this. I've got and this in my head, I thought, I don't want any intervention, but equally... If he's giving me five contractions, I need to get this baby out. Like, so, some something might happen, and and if he's giving me five, I need to do it in three. So I did it in two. Oh wow, that is amazing! Yeah, two, I think it was two or three contractions. Yeah, I think it was head out in one. That is unreal. Go one. Or maybe his, his head was out on the second and his body was out on the third or something like that. But he gave me five and I did it in under the five and I was like, jobs are good. Amazing. Bless you. And how was yeah. that when he came out? Did they put him straight on your chest? Well, we didn't actually find out the gender with Frankie. We kept oh, that's surprised. so exciting. It was the best. It was just magical. I had my man Lewis in the room with me um, and... I looked to Lewis because I knew I wanted him to announce yeah. um, what we have. And even though for the duration of the pregnancy, we really thought we were going to have, well, I thought we were going to have a boy. And that changed around 30 weeks. And then I was like, oh, I actually haven't got a clue. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he said uh, through two years, and I just sort of just bawled and you know that really ugly cry where you're sobbing <laughs> and you're <laughs> I know the exact one yeah <laughs> bless yeah. you that's amazing yeah and it was he was okay honestly, when he came out yeah it was great um obviously they do all the tests and stuff on them straight away and he he was good he he, he didn't need any yet help or assistance with anything he was put straight onto my chest um we had a, a good couple of hours just as three of us and oh that's beautiful and then, yeah my mum cut his cord and that was oh, lovely wow. and it was just really nice and and then I had the famous tea and toast which was like yeah. the best thing I've had ever <laughs> eaten and drank in the best meal ever life. yeah and then I got up Help Lewis dress him and went for a shower. <laughs> it's that is the one I've obviously only had birth once so far. Um and yeah. I didn't have an epidural, so I was able to get up straight away and have a shower afterwards. And that is one thing that I did love that I was able to go and, and have a shower. Yeah. But also don't you find it's like I was just in the shower on my own, like what the fuck has just happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language, but just like you're kind of just in shock, like, oh my god, like, what the hell just yeah. happened? I kept like nervous laughing to myself. I was like, oh, I'm done now. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna get out of this shower, like, looking at my body, thinking my body looks different again. Yeah. And then I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna come out of here, and then tonight I'm gonna be left with this baby. Like, mm. Oh my god! And the re- really <laughs> starts, yeah. It's so surreal. It's a, yeah, it's 
it's so surreal you can't describe it it's, no. it's, it's weird but good weird yeah and you, did you did you tear at all you didn't need any stitches or anything uh, I had a graze they offered me uh, a suture for it and it was literally just one little loop oh brilliant um, yeah and, and healing so was, good considering was, was well. how quickly he came yeah yeah but it yeah he was I'm sure I'm sure it was either like one or sort of two sort of suture, suture things but um yeah it was fine and so I didn't good. I just did sort of paracetamol and ibuprofen just mm -hmm. just kept on top of it that way just to manage it if I felt I needed to walking I felt a bit funny for the first few days yeah. sitting was a bit uncomfortable but bearable I could manage it and yeah like I said just took took pain relief as and when I felt I needed it really amazing and how long were you in the yeah. hospital for before you went home so I was there a total of five days I had him on the third the evening of the third day and I stayed an extra two mm -hmm. he was born on the Wednesday we went home on the Friday oh, so I had an extra one night sorry two mm -hmm. days yeah I went home the Friday afternoon um after they do all the pediatrician tests and checks over um he had a bit of trouble feeding in the hospital um because they said because of the diamorphine making me lethargic it actually Just passed the through to the head. baby yeah yeah he was quite tired for about 72 hours after he was born so mm -hmm. getting him to feed was quite a mission because he just he wasn't interested he was too tired yeah so obviously trying not to worry over that then telling them telling us how to sort of get him interested and wake him up before feeds and mm -hmm. change his nappy and undress him so he's more alert and had you and always planned like on that. breastfeeding with frankie uh, yeah, I was open to the idea of it. I liked the idea of it and, and thought, um, I sort of bought bottles and things as a backup just in case. Again, I think my age and not doing much research and stuff into it, I say I was a bit naive with it, but it, again, I tried to not to put too much pressure on anything. I would have liked to, but I think, like, when I wasn't able to feed him myself, I did get quite disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of like beat myself it's up about it. Like, in the um, but he was fine. Like he was combi fed for two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, we just moved on to formula. And looking back, I shouldn't have beat myself up about it because he still thrived. And, Absolutely. and we did the best and what we could have done. Mm -hmm. with what as we have as at the time is honestly all that matters isn't it so exactly exactly and he, and he yeah he was doing really well he was meeting milestones and and thriving putting on weight nicely so that that that's good enough for me yeah amazing that's perfect yeah and mm -hmm. we, we tried and that's all you can do sometimes isn't it all you can do is your best and i think sometimes if you were to keep going and keep trying there might be something that you're losing to do it for if that makes sense like you might be really anxious because you're trying to do it or you might be getting hardly yeah. any sleep because you're really trying so you kind of have to weigh it up what's best for you as a family don't you definitely and I think when it comes down to if if it works for you and your family continue if for any reason it starts not working whether that be 
for the baby's sake, not gaining weight, or mm-hmm. if it impacts mum's mental health or anything like that, then you should look at alternative options. And we're, 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 we're grateful that we've got alternative options like formula to use. Yeah, absolutely. And ready available for yeah. us and affordable options. That's it. Definitely. That's it. Yeah. So, um, oh, excuse me. So when did you feel ready for another baby then? We started talking about it. I think Frankie was around 18 months. Mm-hmm. When we when we like said about the idea of it and it was more of a let's not plan but we won't prevent and we'll just sort of see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was that was it. That was the plan, I suppose. Um, so Frankie was born in two thousand sixteen. We actually had no like no success or anything like that until we fell pregnant in December twenty nineteen, and we had a loss in January twenty twenty. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Oh, thanks. But it was it was early. It was classed as a chemical pregnancy, and before that, I hadn't even really heard of the term, to be honest. So, what does so that mean? Try... Just for the listeners that aren't sure what chemical pregnancy is, um, it's a lot um, before five weeks gestation. So, um, the HCG hormone is detected in your body, in your bloodstream, and you might have some typical pregnancy symptoms. Uh, but the pregnancy hasn't progressed into a viable pregnancy, basically. Um, so because it's quite early on, you often can sort of pass like a period mm-hmm. and be none the wiser. A lot, of, a lot of chemical pregnancies go undetected because people haven't actually seen a positive pregnancy test. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 late enough to detect on a pregnancy test, but mm-hmm. it's still early enough to not really be classed as. I think it's hard it though. Is, I feel like as soon as you get that positive pregnancy like test, you love this baby already. Like whether they're there or they're yeah. not. Like this idea of the baby and how your family's going to grow. So, I think and everything goes through your mind. Hard. Like, oh my god, how? Is yeah, it gonna, will we going to fit in the car? car? <laughs> Yeah, well, we have to change the house. Is the house like, big enough? Everything. So true. Is nursery's going to work? It's, it is, honestly, you, you said yeah. your, your whole life changes in that moment. It does. Um, so it really I think does. No matter what time it is, it, it's heartbreaking, I imagine. Yeah. And it, it, I, we didn't really tell anyone at the time because it was just, I don't know, that's just sometimes that's how you deal with things. You just keep it between yourselves. And I didn't. And I know there's a lot of like stigma around miscarriage and being open about it and stuff like that. But in my head, I didn't want to say it was a miscarriage, although it was. It was early. And then like with the with the term being called the chemical pregnancy, it I don't know, it just it just it didn't feel right to sort of I don't know. T- yeah, we just decided for whatever reason to keep it between ourselves, but that just worked for us, basically. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it doesn't matter how early it was, it's still um, a miscarriage and it's absolutely valid. So, 
Yeah, definitely. And I hadn't, I didn't know anyone else that had been through similar to, you know, to to speak to or anything like that. And obviously then COVID hit. So it was all doing research online and to, to know what was what really. Yeah. And how did you was... go on from there? Did you sort of want to keep trying again or did you want a break from it? Um, it was more of a, let's just carry on doing what we've been doing and see what happens really. Yeah, and so how how did the next couple of years go for you? Did you fall pregnant again or did you have some issues? No, we didn't then. No, it, it felt like we went to the doctors a couple of times and it was just sort of a, you're both healthy. Um, we've done a few tests. They weren't, they were quite bog standard tests. They weren't anything sort of, we had, I had a referral to gynecology and things like that, but Nothing ever came back. It was all all just on paper. You you too healthy young right, people. Yeah. yeah, it must have been really hard because, for you if you were really wanting a yeah, baby. That's it, and it was like, well, how did we get pregnant so easy with Frankie? Like, yeah, why was it so easy the first time? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, and it was just it was just one of those things. So we just sort of took a step back. I wasn't testing or fracking. I was just I got. I did get to the point where I thought, again, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. So I had to get myself okay with the fact that Frankie may be an only child. Mm -hmm. And I had to make peace with that because I think I could have sort of done my own head in with it. And I really could have sort of beat myself up about it. Yeah, it was. It was, but it had to have been done. Like, I had to think, like, I'm an only child and I had a great upbringing and, yeah. like, lots of love from both sides of, like, my mum and dad's family. So as long as he had that, that that, that could be enough, that should mm-hmm. be enough. Yeah. And um, it was never that, I don't know, it, like... He got to that age then where he started asking for a sibling, and that that got a bit hard because That's how so do you tough. explain to like a five year old that we want to? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But um, yeah, I think, and he he was he's always been great with babies and children younger than him. He's really nurturing and attentive and caring and loving, and he's just great. So. We wanted that for him, especially especially when he started asking for it. Yeah, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> and then that was another thing because there's no one knew of the struggles and the time that it was taking us. I bet people were asking constantly, all the time. It should just be all known, the like there's just a rule whether they have children, none, one, two. Just do not yeah. ask anyone whether they want a baby or another baby. Like it's just so that's hard. It, like, I think over the years, maybe that question might have been sort of accepted years ago. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't come from a place of like malice or anything, but they just don't no. know. You don't know what's going on in someone's life, do you? No. And the thing is, if someone asks a question like that, they have to be prepared to be um, uncomfortable with the answer if yeah. it's not the answer that they're expecting. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, people ask for the sheer nosiness. Yeah. Isn't it? And, and, and stuff like that but if it gets to the point where sometimes you just 
try to keep people happy and it's like oh yeah maybe one day maybe one yeah we'd like that maybe one day but what what would happen if someone said oh oh when when's when are you gonna give Frankie your sibling well, actually we've been trying for over five years now yeah actually been quite taxing and yeah it's really hard and um, I would love to give yeah, them a and, sister or brother but yeah and it's, it's not that we're not trying like but you don't want to you don't, you don't want to feel wanna... uncomfortable in that conversation do you because even though it's no, free, it's, like, it's just not gonna feel great that's it and you don't want to make other people com- uncomfortable even though that they've just made you uncomfortable with questions such as those hmm. But like it's 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 the same as like the oh was it planned question and it's like oh I know yeah like, yeah or I no know. like there's not really a great yeah. right answer is there no it's yeah it's I think sometimes it depends on who the person is asking yeah. as to what answer you give absolutely and how in-depth you want to go with it and some yeah, people are exactly. a lot more open than others and that's fine but like if it's, it's a great aunt thing. that you've literally maybe met once or twice you might not want to tell her the ins and outs of your fertility journey <laughs> that's it and yeah it's a personal thing isn't it yeah as to how as to how in-depth you want to be with your answer I suppose but and also like it took us mm-hmm. in the hindsight it's not a long time at all in comparison to a lot of people but it took us a year and a half to get pregnant with Bonnie and I remember being mm-hmm. asked once and I just burst into tears because I was just, oh. I think they'd probably just caught me on a bad day. But, um, yeah, it's hard to, like, if, you, if you're having, maybe I came on my period that day or and I was really gutted or something. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, well, You might tough. have seen, like, another negative test that week. Yeah, or exactly. You might not be over the fact that, that maybe you thought that month was going to be your month or or whatever but sometimes yeah it gets asked when it's still quite raw also there could be 10 women in a room and one of them may be experiencing a miscarriage and you can't tell which woman that is so you just never 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 know so it's just best not to ask so yeah i agree so when did you fall pregnant with josie well we, we actually figured out that a year ago yesterday, we found out that she was on her way. Ah. So the 7th of February, uh, 2023, we, um, yeah, we found out she was, she was coming. Um, yeah, a, another thing I thought, I didn't, again, have any telltale specific pregnancy symptoms. I just felt off can't quite describe it I just wasn't myself but sometimes you sort of associate them feelings with oh I'm probably due on 100% yeah the month I got um, pregnant with her I remember getting the train back from work and being like oh god I'm definitely coming on tomorrow like I had period cramps and everything so it's it really is such similar symptoms isn't it yeah and it was like oh when did I have, have a last bleed and then looking back now I realized that that was like an implantation bleed and yeah and you just you just pass that off as like quite a light period because you've had all your symptoms and it wasn't unusual for mine to be like that anyway so it wasn't nothing was jumping out at me but again I was I was just off um so on a whim I picked up some pregnancy tests whilst I went out shopping I came home did one and the line was there 
thick and fast oh my God. before I could sleep. It was, yeah, so I thought, wow, I'm pregnant, but I must be quite pregnant if it's showing up like that. Yeah, so quickly. Yeah, and then I clocked the time and I realised that Lewis was on his way home. We were going out for tea that night, so I knew that he was going to come home, have a shower, get ready, and then we were going to be set to go. Yeah. So... I did the test, put it in the sink, got in the shower, and I think I just stared at the wall for about 15 minutes. I was just such in disbelief and had a little cry, had a nervous laugh again, had another little cry. Did you feel excited then or were you still a bit apprehensive because of your like previous um, miscarriage? Um, yeah, a bit of both really. I felt I felt more positive this time. Amazing. But I knew not to be sort of too positive just in case. It was, yeah, it was, I did. I felt better about this time. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know, maybe intuition or something. I'm not sure. But, yeah, so I got in the shower. He came home from work. Came straight up because I knew he'd want to jump in the shower after me. And he looked in the sink. I think he was going to wash my hands after work. And obviously there was the positive test. And he looked at me and he looked back at the test and looked back at me again and he went, what's this? <laughs> and I just started like nodding at him and he was like, really? Oh is that God. what I think it is? I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I know. And we Bless just both you. kept repeating, oh my God, I know. Oh my <laughs> God, I know. So yeah, special. it was just an yeah, I just gave him a big cuddle and it was just, I think we were again laughing and crying and laughing and crying again. And oh, yeah, it just, it was just crazy. But then I think I took so a second good. test just to be sure. I think it was like a pack of two. Mm-hmm. Both of them, like, were Straight very away. obviously. Yeah. But even then, Lewis was like, we should get another test just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we went, oh, to the, we went to the shop and he got a clear blue test. Yeah, I feel um, like unless bought, I see it says pregnant, I just can't believe it. <laughs> and it can give you the weeks, can't it? So it can give yeah. you a bit of a, a bit of an indication as to how far along you are. Um. So yeah, he went to the shop, picked up a clear blue test, came back, took it straight away, and I well, I tried to, I couldn't wait. I was oh, like, yeah, I you've just been. <laughs> Let me drink and let me, me I can't force them out. I said, it needs to be a decent wee as well, otherwise nothing will show. And yeah, then you'll that's just the waste whole it. Way so true. So, yeah, so I was like, right, I need the toilet. He's like, mm. okay, go. So, yeah, and then uh, I think it was a pregnant three plus. No so way. Over, yeah, so that means like over six around. or seven weeks, mm. I think, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it was about five and a half weeks when we found out from because we went back off that off that last bleed. Yeah. Um because they asked when that was, don't they, to try and work out your dates. Uh-huh. Then um a couple of days later after we had found out that I was pregnant, I had some pain. Mm-hmm. Um and then they wondered maybe could it be ectopic? with where mm-hmm. I was exp- experiencing the pain. So mm-hmm. I actually managed to get an early scan. Okay. Um, in the hospital at the early pregnancy unit. 
and um, they could see a pregnancy there. Like it must have been quite right scary going for that scan. It was. Thankfully, by the time we went there, I wasn't in any pain anymore, but okay. they booked the appointment, so I sort of used it. Yeah, and it was course. for the following morning. They got me in really quickly, to be fair. Um, so we could see a viable pregnancy. It was in the right place. Um, well, they could see a yolk sac and a fetal pole, mm-hmm. but they couldn't. Quite, it was too early to see a heartbeat. So yeah. they invited us back again a few weeks later. That few weeks just felt like the longest. So I'm ever. fourteen week. I'm almost fourteen weeks, and honestly, we went for a scan just before. We went to um, Portugal in December and it was too early to see a heartbeat. Um, and yeah, we couldn't then have a scan for another three weeks. And I honestly, I feel you, it is the longest, the longest period. Night. It's horrible. It's, and then you're sort of like, oh, if I've had no symptoms, does that mean that it's not okay? Or, yeah. And you start talking yourself into things. And yeah. it, it's such a bizarre time and time just sort of stands still. Mm. Um. Then we had another scan. I think we were around. I think we were just just shy of nine weeks or something like that. And um, yeah, everything was looking good. Could see oh, amazing everything progressing well, heartbeat and things like that. Um, and then I don't know why. I think they, they gave us another follow up scan. I had I had three scans at the early pregnancy unit for some reason. I can't really remember why now. So good though. But, um, yeah, they were really good, to be fair. Um, yeah, so everything was fine. And then we just sort of hung fire and waited for our NHS scan appointments scan. to come through. Oh. Yeah, we had a couple of private scans that we paid for in between because we yeah. had a holiday coming up before my 20-week scan. It was So I had my 12-week scan at 13 weeks and then we were going away at 16 weeks I was turning 17 weeks whilst I was away. And then my 20-week scan wasn't booked until my 21st week. Okay. So it was going to be a big gap between 13 weeks and 21 weeks. So between that time, we booked a private scan where we actually went and found out her gender. So that was really nice uh, that we could go away on holiday knowing that she was a she. And so nice for your son to be like, oh, my God, I'm having a sister. But we didn't actually tell him straight away. Yeah. Um, we were thinking of like a nice little way to announce it to people back at home whilst we were away. And um, when we were in Turkey, we um, wrote it in the sand. It's a Aww. girl, you need to make a little video out of it. Yeah. And then as we were writing it, Frankie came over and read it. And I had my phone <laughs> out so I had the to record. And he went, it's a girl. What's the girl? Yeah. He was like, "Uh, how do you know? The doctor told us, and he was like, ah, emotional damage. (laughs) (laughs) He was so funny. And I was like, what does that mean then? And he was like, I've had my sister. I said, yeah. I "I know you did want a brother, babe. And he was like, I know. He said, said, I'm not disappointed, though, ma'am. Oh, bless him. I can't go. So sweet. So sweet. And bless he just asked, he asked some great questions during my pregnancy. Like, he wanted to learn and he, like about the placenta and 
where the baby was and how the baby was feeding, like having it, ha- like being fed and stuff Bless like that. And he was asking just some great questions. To be fair on him, he was, and he, yeah, he came to he came to my midwife appointments with me, and he just he was so involved, and it was just so lovely, you know. So special. He, he had like. I was worried about the age gap because there is seven years between them, but mm-hmm. just knowing what I know now, even this early on, mm-hmm. I had nothing to worry about because no. he's just been, he's just been amazing. He's been, I think every age gap has their pros amazing. and cons, don't they? And like, I bet he's actually been so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's can like you just grab me this? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, totally. he just on her and it's so nice to see. And obviously there'll probably be challenges with age gap as we get on, like when he's 10 and she's three, they'll have less in common and their interests will be totally different and things like that. But it just it is together. what it is. Isn't it? They'll, they'll be That's fine. it. And, and nature didn't allow us to have exactly. a baby sooner. So yeah. it was out of our hands. But 100%. my husband and his sister, there's the same age gap between them two. Oh, that's quite nice then. You can see it. Yeah. in the future sort of in them that's sweet that's it yeah i mean they they argue <laughs> but siblings do Sibby, the time, but... i've got a twin and a four-year-old gap and we all have argued in the past oh, so um, <laughs> don't worry that's there's it. no they age gap have a bad... difference in that <laughs> we don't have a bad relationship though so it's quite it's quite funny to see how these two could be in in so many years it's quite yeah, nice sweet um, and how was your yeah. pregnancy with, with Josie? Was it different to Frankie's or was it quite easy, like your first one? It was easy, like my first one, if not easier. Amazing. Um, it's slightly different. Um, between the weeks of seven weeks and 12 weeks, I kept fainting randomly. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was I never weird. heard that before. Not very nice. Um, apparently, it's quite common in pregnancy when you're carrying girls who knew um, who knew my mum my used to faint with me when oh she carried God. me and my husband's mum fainted when he carried when she carried okay his so you were destined <laughs> you were destined to faint yeah. but dangerous yeah. though like especially because you've got the baby like if you were to fall or anything it's quite scary That's it. and like driving and things and yeah. walking the dog I didn't want to be alone at any point no. but Sometimes I could feel it sort of building and I knew yeah. that I was going to sort of black out. Sometimes I just, I just drop and hit the deck. Oh my God, bless you. But every time Thank I get Thank God everything was okay. In, yeah, it was, thankfully. It was just one of them weird symptoms. Um, I'd get my, heart, my blood pressure and things checked each time and every time it was fine. It might have peaked or dropped just before I'd fainted, but nothing was getting picked up by the time I was being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no concerns though. Like my bloods were all great. Um, Good. My yeah, everything, everything was was fine. So I was considered normal, low risk. Yeah. The entire the entirety of the pregnancy. And how are you feeling about giving birth again after? I suppose it had been <laughs> seven years. So, did you feel sort of yeah. any anxiety towards it, or were you excited? Um, or? I was excited because I had quite a positive experience with Frankie. Mm-hmm. I was quite excited to do it again. And yeah. 
And I just wanted to enjoy it. And again, not put too much pressure on anything. Just go with the flow and 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 let it be, really. But I do remember when I had Frankie, um, one of the midwives said, um, oh, if you go on to have any more, you might want to consider having that one at home. Aye. And then we were like, oh, yeah, okay. Because mm. so many people had picked up. Oh, you'll be overdue with your first. You'll probably be in labour for like... 78 hours, hours. <laughs> um, it'll be hell blah, blah, blah. and it just wasn't that but I'd geared myself up at the prospect of it like with, I was when exactly you're the same things, I was like look it's going to be a long time yeah you know, it could be a while well we had a midwife swap during they changed over at like half seven eight o'clock just before I had Frankie mm-hmm. and um the midwife came back the following morning because she was like, I can't see you having this baby tonight. She said, but I'm back on shift tomorrow. I'll come and see how you're getting on. She said, God, if I'd have known you were going to have him, that would have stayed. I would have just, just stayed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, She couldn't believe it. She was like, God, people don't often... She said, it, it, it's not Sacred. totally unheard of. That's it. She said, it's not totally unheard of. She said, but usually... Like they, they they take their time take these while. first babies, yeah, even when they're overdue. So yeah, I did. I specifically remembered them saying, "If you go on to have any more, you might want to consider a home birth." Yeah, because that's going to be quick. Yeah, that stuck with me. And um, mm. when I'd enrolled with the midwife the second time and things, I'd said, obviously they ask you a lot of questions and about your pregnancy and labour and delivery and postpartum with your first, just so they can get a bit of an idea. Mm-hmm. And um. She said, oh, you had a quick quick time with your first one then. I said, yeah. She said, how was that for you? I said, yeah, it was fine. But it, was, it was okay. Like it, it was enjoyable. It was it was okay. Um, so nothing else was really mentioned until I got to about 36 weeks where you start doing your birth plan. Mm. And I said, oh, out of curiosity, I said, is there a home birth team locally? And she went, yeah. She said, but at the moment, they've been stood down due to the Welsh Ambulance Service, um, oh. like staffing in the area and stuff. She said, if you needed to transfer in, really, they're meant oh, to be on standby. And then, yeah, we're only a seven-minute drive with traffic okay. to the hospital. So we could get there in five if we put our foot down. Yeah. Before we changed um, the Welsh laws to 20 mile an hour everywhere. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, that was, she said, um, they are reviewing it every month, she said, and I'll keep you updated. If it's something that you're interested in, I can definitely set you up with them and and we'll go from there because they do like a home birth assessment mm-hmm. just to see, like, giving birth in a suitable place. There's, if an ambulance team did need to come in, where would they park? How would they and get there? How yeah. would they get the house? And it's just stuff like that. Risk assessment. If there's a water so. supply. Yeah. So every every midwife appointment, she was like, oh, it's still off. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, don't worry. I was just putting the feelers out. I, it was more out of curiosity. And plus, my husband didn't quite like the idea of a home birth. He wanted mm-hmm. to be at the hospital. With, with, with me being low risk, I was like, no, that's fine. I would like to give birth in water in the midwife-led unit, if possible. Again, I know things can change. It's Someone might... It might be occupied when I go yeah. into labour. Let's just go with the flow. See how we go. Sort of thing. Yeah. So it was never, 
it was written down that I'd shown an interest in having a home birth, but nothing more could okay, um, yeah. be done um, at the time, unfortunately. But it was just one of them. I didn't, I wasn't so fixated on having her at home. It was just more of a let's see what our options are. Yeah, so um, good to explore the, your options. With them saying that in hospital with, after having my first, it just sort of stuck there. So I just mm. thought, I'd, yeah, just explore it really and see. Especially probably when you live so close want. to the hospital, you probably knew, even if I do have to go in, it's only five minutes down the road. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah, that's it. Um, so what were your first signs of labour with JC? So I actually went to 40 plus six with Josie. So one day after... Um, yep she kept us waiting a little bit longer um, but as I was enjoying the pregnancy so much it, it didn't phase me I, like I knew she was going to come on when Such she was ready. Such a good ready. mindset you had. I really did and I've got myself into that main mindset quite early on and I, I was enjoying it and I, and I thought what if I never get to experience this again I don't yeah. want to wish this time away mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this I'm she's happy i'm happy let's just let's just go with it and see what's what and not put any pressure on anything unnecessarily so that morning on the six days overdue i remember posted on facebook i'm officially the most pregnant i've ever been <laughs> um, i did the school run so i dropped cranky off that morning obviously not none the wiser that that was the day his sister was going to be born um, I went to Iceland to do the food shop and then I went to the midwife and met Lewis there um, she offered me a suite uh, which I accepted and she went oh you're already three and a half centimetres oh my god um, oh, okay that's positive but again I've got into my head even if I wasn't dilated or anything like that it doesn't it's mean fine. anything it doesn't tell me how how soon I'm going to meet my baby. Absolutely. Things can change really quickly. Um, so that was a bit, oh, oh that's so positive. Oh, so cool. good. But she went, and just to let you know, she said, your waters are bulging. <laughs> she went, your waters are absolutely bulging. And oh. I went, oh, are they? I said, oh, just pop them while you're in there if you want. <laughs> because oh, we're, we're in a clinic and not a hospital setting we're not allowed mm -hmm. so I went oh no just just saying it in jest sort of thing and she, she was like oh she said I'm 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 positive this baby's coming soon and I was like oh what date is it 16th of October I said that sounds like a nice day to be born yeah. doesn't it <laughs> I was just there like that and Lewis was recording me whilst I was laying on the bed and I put my hand on my belly I didn't know he was recording and I look at him and I go she's going to be born today oh. and we didn't even know he took that until after yeah. she was born oh. so as I stood up to get um like my pants back on off the bed my water's broke everywhere no way everywhere <gasps> and I just burst out laughing <laughs> I, I was it was uncontrollable it was so funny to me i don't oh know why every time i was laughing more oh and more <laughs> i was literally saturated the floor was covered she was giving Bless me these you. big nappy type things and the more i was laughing i was like 
Can I have another pad? Yeah. Can I have another pad? At least it wasn't um, at your house and you didn't have to deal with the clear up. That's true. That's true. She did have to get the mop out. Um, so, yeah. Um, she'd spoke about... So, yeah, so she wrote on my on my thing, um, rupture of membranes. Um, I think it was 11.30 that morning. Half an hour later, 12 o'clock on the dot, I had my first contraction. Oh my gosh, so good that you kicked in straight away. It was mild, but I knew it was something. It was the start of something. So I was like, oh, what I'll do is I'll start timing them on my phone just in case I need to ring up because they'll ask me, when was your last contraction? How long? Like how long between? I'll just start putting them down. So that's what I did. But they were were very, very mild. They were all over the place. Um, Some were six minutes apart. The next one would be eight minutes apart. And they were all only lasting around 20 seconds, so quite short. And I was able to talk through them, so I was managing them. Um, they sent me up to the hospital for a strep B. You heard of group strep B? Uh, yes. Do so they test you when you go in? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they offered me to go up um, to test me for that. It's just a swab. Um, it's meant to be like a 20-minute rapid test. But for some reason, the labs in the hospital were backlogged. So we actually sat there for two hours and 20 minutes. Oh. The whole time, I was still leaking waters. And my contractions were getting a lot closer together. Did you have your but, hospital bag with you? Yeah, so... Okay, that's I, handy. <laughs> I him, he went downstairs... Um, I went to the toilet, literally just having a wee. I had three contractions back to back and I found myself sort of swaying through them. I thought, oh, like this is different. Like my body is telling me to do this to try and manage them. Um, so my husband went to get my hospital bag because I thought if it's going to be positive, they're going to keep me in anyway. Yeah. So I came out, I came out of the... Um, Came out of the toilet. I said, "Oh God, I just had three back-to-back contractions, and they were quite painful." Um, logged them on my phone, and um, then they came out and said, "Oh, I'm sorry to keep you negative. You're fine to go. Um, with your water's breaking, take your temperatures every hour, we'll and note it down. Start rising. Give us a call, and mm-hmm. if your contractions get any worse or closer together or unmanageable, give us a call back." I was like okay that's fine so that was it so my mother-in-law and sister-in-law had made their way to the made their way to the hospital because my mother-in-law was going to be my second birth partner mm-hmm. so by the time they got there and uh, we were walking out of the hospital so the timing was really good on that and um, so I was like everything's fine like they told us to go home monitor this that give them a call if this or that happens um, the drive home was horrendous. It was not worst. nice. Obviously, five minutes, six minutes in the car, if like maximum. Um, it was just so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, isn't it? It's awful. But even in my head, like even at this point, I wasn't in labour because I was talking through my contractions. They were manageable. hadn't had any pain relief or anything like that. hadn't felt I'd needed to. So by the time we got home... We got home at 15.40. I took one paracetamol. I took my 
um, temperature, I wrote it down and I got in the bath. I thought, like, I need to chill out. Like, I, I could be like this for hours. I did think at some point I'd probably end up going into hospital around 7pm or something in my head, mm-hmm. like later on. So I thought, it's still early. I'll space out my paracetamol and I'll, I'll see if a warm bath helped. And what was your plan with so Frankie? Got... Was, your, was your family having him or anything? Um, so, because it was during the day, he was in school till three, and then I'd arranged for my mum to pick him up. Perfect. Um, at three fifteen, when he comes out, and then just wait and see. Like we'll let, like he has clothes and uniform and stuff at her house. Should he needed to have stayed there? Um, so we had like plans, loose plans, but just go with the flow plans, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I got in the bath at three forty-five. And I turned the light off, turned my music on. Oh, nice. Had a couple of, like, a bit of some snacks and a drink and just sort of, every time I had a contraction, washed my belly with, like, the warm water to help. So my husband and my mother-in-law said, we're going to go and take the dog for a walk. Um, my sister-in-law stayed behind with me um, and I said, oh, my hands are wet now. Can you monitor these contractions for me? Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah. So she sat outside the bathroom and she went, those three were really close together. And I said, yeah, they're longer now as well. I said, and they're getting a bit uncomfortable. Mm. But again, in my head, I'm still not in like labour, like active labour. <laughs> so all of a sudden, like I love the bath, especially during pregnancy, having a bath was like my happy place. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my, my body just said, get out of the bath. You need to get out of the bath. And I thought, right, I need to get out of the bath. I'm hot, I'm bothered, but I need to get out of the bath before I have the next contraction because I don't want to get stuck getting myself getting hot. Getting out, bath. yeah. So I got myself out of the bath, and luckily our toilet is right next to the bath. And I thought, oh, I think I need a wee. So I sat on the toilet. No, I don't think I need a wee. I think I might need a poo. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, in my head, you know, two and two. Still hadn't got there. Not there. <laughs> yeah, no. So I sit on the toilet, I lean on the sink, and then all of a sudden I feel her head drop. Not oh quite my out, God. But, but she's down your she's there. She's, she's ready. Yeah, she's as out as she's going to be without being out. Oh um, my gosh. So I had a little feel and I could feel her head. I, you know, I could feel, but then I looked at my hand and I had fresh blood on my hand. And I know that can be normal, but when you see fresh blood, it's scary, you panic. Anyway, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You don't, you and don't you're know what, what like... <laughs> Exactly. So I shout to Lewis's sister, TJ, ring an ambulance and then ring your brother. The baby's coming now. So she's like, oh what? Oh my gosh. She, she lives a few towns away, so she's not really, like, over-familiar with our area. And she doesn't really know our address. So I could hear her speaking to Lewis. And by this time, I can hear myself making noises that I've not made before. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point, I think, shit, I'm I'm transitioning. Yeah, like, I, the baby I'm is coming. Na- now. Oh, my like, gosh. My body's telling me this baby is coming imminently. Um, so... Yeah, so she... I can you hear, did so well not to just completely panic. Oh, I didn't... I couldn't. I, I, my head wasn't in panic mode at that point. 
um, I could feel my like breathing changing and like my posture changing and like these noises coming out of my mouth. And then I heard Lewis run up the stairs. He saw how things were progressing really quickly. Um, he grabbed the phone off his sister and said to the paramedics, we need an ambulance now. My yeah. wife's about to give birth. Yeah. In the meantime, my mother-in-law comes over and says, Erin, you need to get off the toilet. Remember what the midwife said? But in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not moving from here. I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I can't move. Yeah, I can't. She's like, remember, you, you remember what she said? You need, you can't be on the toilet having this baby, which she had said like a week before. So she sort of grabbed me up. I'm but naked at this point. I've just got out of the bath. Yeah. Um, I take two large steps to the landing. I throw. I scream. She's coming. I get onto all fours. By the oh time I'm gosh. on all fours, her head's out. Oh my goodness, Erin! Um, <laughs> I hear my mother-in-law go. Oh my god! Like get towels. The baby's looking a bit blue. But in this, oh, Jesus. I'm still in this, oh my God, waiting for this next contraction or surge or whatever. Oh and I go, God. I don't think I can do this. I'm scared. See, like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's exactly what my mother-in-law said. She went, I don't think we've got time. This baby's coming now. Yeah. As she said the word now, I didn't even have a contraction. Um, have you heard of FER? fetal ejection reflex yes like you have absolutely no control like your body is yeah. it's amazing it's so clever it is your body and your baby if they're ready in unison they'll expel that baby out yeah whether it's you amazing, like it or not it? and that's exactly what happened she there was no contraction in between her head and her body it, it was it was go time um so lewis's younger sister she's only 23 bless her caught Josie oh my gosh <laughs> yeah and um yeah I just sort of because I was on all fours I collapsed forwards and just into a heap sobbing uncontrollably thinking holy shit what's what just happened, happened? I yeah. can't believe how what she wasn't making a noise but she was okay she was looking round she had a tongue she, out. She, was she sort of breathing okay? And did she seem okay anyway when she was out? Yeah, so Lewis had grabbed a pile of towels because obviously we had nothing prepared because yeah, it wasn't a planned home affair. <laughs> um, we got all of our towels, blankets, everything to make sure that I was warm and covered and she was warm and covered. The paramedics were talking us through. Because obviously Lewis had said, my wife's having a baby. So they'd started saying the script of what to do. And then he went, Don't worry, the baby's here. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, what? And then they'd have had to jump from like the beginning of the script yeah. to like three quarters. Let me just get to the next page. Yeah. yeah they were like, what? what do you mean? She's like, oh, she's had a woman. Uh, is she breathing? Uh, uh, keep the baby as low as, as mum. Um, is, is the placenta got, is the placenta out? Uh, is the cord? Uh, pulsating is it is it got a knot in it or a, a kink or blah, blah, is it round the baby's neck and mm -hmm. blah 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 and it was just like oh everything so just happened intense. so quick and I said stay on the phone we're sending an ambulance team to you now um about 15 minutes I think after she was born I had 
two crews blue lighted to us oh my god um, yeah by this point she was wrapped in towels i was still on a heap and my friend had sort of glared backwards to see her and cried a bit more she'd started crying by this point they'd give her a rub to make sure she was like peeking up and alert and all that and yeah it was just oh it was just so, so surreal. surreal i can't even so imagine and they also um they sent um they sent to community so basically she was she was born at approximately 1642 so almost an hour to the minute of when i had a paracetamol <laughs> one paracetamol um yeah and they said they sent two community midwives out from um, our local hub thing and the midwife that came was she came at like 20 to 5 and it was the one that had popped my waters by accident that morning oh. <laughs> she was funny. like oh maybe not baby it was coming, it was coming yeah <laughs> he said and then she looked and she went you got your home birth and I, I was know. like I know and then she went there's um there's a term that they call it a uh, BBA which is born before arrival Aww. so all the notes and stuff are BBA like yeah. born before arrival mm-hmm. and then and there's another term for it I don't know if I've never heard of it before but um if you birth without a medical professional present it's called a free birth oh wow okay a lot of people plan them like they, they, they want to labor and deliver and birth in, alone or in the comfort of their own home or in a place that's special to them or stuff like that but um all for all different reasons but obviously ours was just unexpected a complete accident yeah but it was just so even like thinking back now it's just, I sort of laugh and think, I can't believe that was me. I can't believe I did that. Like, my body allowed that to happen. And I'm so thankful that we were both okay and we didn't yeah, need any extra assistance. And, mm. and everything went so smoothly. And mm. I was just, it's like I'd watched it on telly. And then, but then I kept sort of laughing to myself thinking, no, no, that was me. Like, yeah. That was me. I bet oh, it's so I, weird when you I go into a bathroom, that. like, oh my god, this is literally where it all happened and on the land. Yeah, like, crazy. Well, that's it. We we um we had to get a professional carpet cleaner in to get yeah, the blood <laughs> off the landing. <laughs> but I'm gonna so be did, um, like, sorry. Did Hepla- your placenta come out shortly after, or did you wait for the ambulance crew to arrive to do that, and or did you so, have to go to hospital? Um, luckily, neither of us needed to be transferred in um, because That's we so had the good. two crews. One stayed outside on standby just in case anything happened, like a hemorrhage or anything, mm-hmm. or if one of us needed to be transferred in. Um, the other one, um, one monitored me, one monitored Josie, and then together they did OBS and paperwork. They were here for maybe an hour, mm-hmm. and everything was right as rain. Um, amazing, blood blood. isn't it? Um, they offered the uh, the injection for the placenta, but I could yeah. feel it coming away. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, do you mind if we just give it a little bit more time? 
and they were like yeah yeah that's that's fine oh, brilliant so we just we just i think it took about 40 minutes for the which isn't really long no no really. no that's great and, um, i think in hospitals and stuff they've got they like them to be out within half an hour so i was a bit over the threshold for that but that it was, was it and everything was intact and minimal blood loss it was just yeah it was everything was they were so right when they said you were a good candidate for a home birth like you clearly had no reason to not do it so that is absolutely amazing i know and then obviously once we had all my because all my paperwork was from home like we had to go into hospital the following day for her to be looked over by the pediatrician which she would have had if she was born in hospital um but looking at all our notes it was um it said first stage of labor eight minutes <laughs> or, oh no, it was in to- total total labor 20 minutes i think it was one stage was like four minutes one was eight and then one was 12 or something like that or oh whatever gosh. but it says total of all three stages it was tw- tw- 18 or 20 minutes they put it down as oh my god amazing just oh, I'm so glad that you were both okay and you've got your two oh, babies now you. and how has life been it's, as a four it's just lovely it's just it feels natural mm. if yeah just feels like I don't know I can't describe it I feel like how it's supposed I'm, to I'm be. still learning because think things are different aren't they things change like a lot of guidance and protocol and things like that but yeah we've just we've just got on with it I think and we've she just, looks like an amazing feeder she is she's yeah. doing really well um the paramedics actually helped um a lot they said oh dad can you help baby latch to mum it'll, it'll help encourage the the placenta out and it did obviously you can feel it can't you sometimes mm-hmm. like the contractions sort of as she feeds I could feel it sort of trying yeah, to push 100%. the placenta out um, and they they were great honestly they were so great they had a little warming pad they have like a newborn essential kit thing in there oh, so in the, good in the so she had a little warming pad that gave her a little pat and um, I was just covered in towels and blankets I think we used every towel that we own yeah. Um, yeah it was they were great they, they said um oh we expected to come here to a, a woman in labor and we come and we've got two yeah two patients now and we didn't expect that and no. uh, they were just they were great they were really 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 great and oh and yeah, just, brilliant aren't they yeah they are they really are and obviously having them the house felt busy yeah so i think there's at least two people in every room yeah. at one point um but yeah but in the sort of midst of the um excitement of it all i realized that my mum didn't know that ah. i had her so <laughs> it was like erin i, I need to mom. ring your mum <laughs> i was like oh yeah you do she, she's got frankie yeah so she rings and we'd been winding her up we, we were winding a few people up, up leading up to my due date oh erin's had the baby oh you know like just uh, joking i was yeah, in labor yeah. she'd know <laughs> <laughs> sort of like winding people up so yeah Lewis went hiya um hiya it, it's Lewis uh Erin's just had the baby so my mum went oh shut up 
no, really, Erin's just had the baby at home on the landing. Oh, my oh, God. The next minute, she hears the baby crying in the background <gasps> and realises that he's not having her on. Yeah. So she goes, oh, my God. Go tell Frankie. What, what do you want me to do? When we, oh, yeah, yeah, make her. it a and we'll tell Frankie if you want. And then two minutes later, we had an extra two people in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, Frankie got to meet his little sister. And, oh, that is oh, so special. Best thing. It really ever. was. Oh, my God. It was so lovely. But he sort of seen me, his face lit up, saw his sister, his face lit up. And then he saw that I was sat in a little bit of blood. Yeah, a bit And scary. I just saw his face go. And it dropped and he started crying. And I went, no, no, no. I said, it's no, okay. there's no need to cry. Everything's fine. I said, it's just a little bit of blood. I said, that's normal. Mum's yeah. fine. Piggy's fine. Look, I said, we've got the doctor, like the paramedics and the midwives. I said, we're in good hands. I said, don't worry. So it's just oh, a little bit him. of blood. It'll get cleaned up. Don't you worry. And he was like... Was worried okay. when I saw the blood, man. Oh, don't bless his heart. Bless He's him. Like, Is everything okay? I was like, yeah. He said, I didn't, I didn't know you were going to have her at home. Neither did I. <laughs> oh my God, how special! He said, I didn't know you were going to have it today when you dropped me off at school. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no one did. Oh, oh bless you. So Oh, I'm so, yeah. so chuffed for you guys. Thank you. It was amazing, honestly. Amazing. I've never felt so womanly, so, yeah, like, strong. empowered and strong. Yeah, yeah and, amazing. Like, I think we should put so much, like, I don't think we give our bodies enough credit for what mm. they do during pregnancy and conception. A lot of it, like, postpartum, birth, it's... We, we need to trust our bodies so much more. So and, true. And I did. And, and it, we, thank, I know, thankfully, everything was, went smoothly. But mm. I'm just so glad that my, I just went with it. I trusted her. She knew what to do along with my body. And they both worked together and, and were good and in good health. And I'm oh, just so thankful. But it's it was, such a good way to think. Did, just trust my body, trust my baby. Like they know what they're doing. Everything yeah, will be fine. They do. And I just, I'm just so glad that everything worked out how it did. Because even if I don't go on to have more children, like it, that was my eye. That was, yeah. I'm really, really lucky to have really good experiences both times. Different experiences. I'll, I'll give you that. But, but both. Good experiences and um, um, that I'm I'm so grateful for. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It is. Aww. Well, thank you so so much. It's been amazing to hear everything. So I can't thank you oh, enough for sharing. You. And Josie, you've been such me. a good girl. <laughs> you've been much quieter yeah. than Bonnie. That's for sure. You're a very smiley girl. Oh my gosh, she's okay. so cute. I'll have to share some photos of you guys on the Instagram when I release the episode because she is yeah. so cute. So cute, Bless you. Well, Happy. thank you so, so, so much. It was amazing oh, to hear your story. Thank you. It's a pleasure to share it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I told you it was a good one. 
Please do give us a follow to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you would like to come on and talk to me about your birth story, please head over to my Instagram page at the birth stories podcast to find our share your story form. So next week I talk to Nicole about her labor, which was at only 29 weeks and the journey of having a premature baby and staying in NICU for nine weeks. I'll see you then.